Hey, it's Josh Sibson. And Jake Jabour. From The Meat Improv. The Meat Improv is a comedy podcast where we bring on the best comedians in the world to tell meaty stories from their lives, and then they do improv comedy with us. You don't think we're good at improv? Check out this little snippet from Jake Jabour's real life. Hey, where's all my cats? <laughs> he never knows. The Meat Improv. You can listen to it on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. That's The Meat Improv. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Perlstein. Today, you know what, guys? I'm recording this right in the middle of the UCB Herald audition process. I hope you all had fun, did good, you're excited about callbacks. And you know what? Hey, if we didn't make a team, we'll just be nice to everybody on the Herald Audition Committee. Uh, You know what? All you who listen are excellent. You would never be mean because you're all great. Anyway, what am I talking about? I don't know. Everybody, please go and rate and subscribe the show in iTunes. I want to thank the two new people who left feedback, Jesse Goldman and Ben Stewart. Guys, you're the best. Thank you for rating it. I really, really appreciate your support. I uh, could not do the show without you. Speaking of support, that is a transition, I guess. Lennon Parham is on the show. Uh, this was just the most lovely time for me. And you know what? I, am, I will not make you wait any longer. Lennon Parham, here it goes. Um, all right, hey everybody, welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlstein. Today, got a special guest, uh, Lynn and Parham. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Thanks, good. Stephen. You have, you have, uh, you're, right now, you're just bringing such a relaxing energy. Yeah. Uh, Calming, it, grounding. Yeah. Peaceful. It's good. it's good. In a weird way, it's stressing me out. <laughs> I want to make sure that I don't uh, ruin it. No, man. That's my plan. Don't you worry about me. I got me. Okay, as you, long as you just take care of you. Yeah. That's, mm, that uh, feels like we're already talking about improv. Let's jump in, guys. <laughs> um, well, first off, I guess I just, um, I mean, I know who you are. All my friends know who you are. But just in case, I kind of want to uh, ask you who, where, where people, people might know you from as far as improv stuff goes. Or just okay. in general. Just in general. Yeah, because uh, in fact, I don't even know where you play anymore. Used to see on the smokes, but I'm not playing. I'll tell you right now in this monologue that I prepared. (laughs) Um, I started uh, Second City in New York. I did their whole program when it was just starting out. Mm -hmm. I don't. um, I'm not sure of the status of that program anymore. Yeah. Um, But I did their whole class series, and then I did their very first New York review showcase with um, uh, a bunch of people that are now still doing it. Kimmy Gatewood, Molly Prather, Leslie Mizell, okay. um, Joe Schiappa, and our, we were directed uh, by a guy named Kevin Scott, who was from Centralia, which is, it was a big uh, group in New York at the time. Okay. So then from there, I met people at UCB who were on Herald teams, started taking classes at UCB, got on a Herald team uh, called Dillinger, which... uh a good team was a good team great great people on it zach wood sarah burns and um risa sangurai eric tanoi uh brett christensen um anthony king just, just like on all, and on and all on heavy hitters. uh really good really good and then we played with angeliki george and uh, bobby moynihan and charlie sanders throughout uh our transformation um anyway it was just a really super good team from there i was on 
a team called the Shoves. Uh-huh. And then I was on a team for like two Same. months called Kill Your Darlings. And then I got moved to Ruben Williams. Um, I replaced Katie Dippold when she came out here to work for Mad TV. Right. And I was on that team for many years, Saturday nights. And then I started doing ASCAT. Uh, did that for many years in New York. Got a job in L.A. Um, doing what? Just curious. I was on a TV show called Accidentally on Purpose. Oh, yeah. Okay. Where I played Jenna Elfman's quirky sister. <laughs> Everybody needs a yeah, quirky sister. Everybody. <laughs> There's one in every pilot. Um, and that was awesome. And then uh, what? Uh, I did a one-woman show for a time called She Tried to Be Normal. That's which a was a like, good show. Thanks, man. Yeah. Which was sort of a collection of my insanity. Um, <laughs> and then... Yeah. And then... The most recent thing, um, Jessica St. Clair, also well-known in the improv world, um, and I co-wrote a TV show which somehow miraculously made it to the air, in which we starred and executive produced as well, called Best Friends Forever. Great show. Thanks, man. And it was on... It's on Hulu now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> NBC. Uh, what, they, they, did they get it? They lose it after three or whatever. Or did they do all? They six? aired all six. They did. They yeah. did. Um, there was a kind of an outcry Shit, after the fourth one. A hundred of them. Yeah, the ratings were not great. Um, we did follow what I would say was a perfect pairing of Off Their Rockers, which was a prank show hosted by Betty White. <laughs> um, and then the you know what came after us was uh, Brian Williams. Um, which, you know, talk about euthanasia. It's just like a perfect, it's like a perfect night of comedy, just right? Genius. Really smart, grounded comedy. So anyway, um, that was this past spring yeah. right now. Um, and for a while now I've been performing every Friday with soundtrack, okay. which is, uh, super fun. Um, and uh, I do ask cat from time to time. And then Manzukis and I do a show together, just the two of us, um, Whenever we can. Sometimes I perform just me and Zach Woods. Yeah. And then me, Zach, Mansukas, and St. Clair had a nice run, a cage match called Skinny Business Will Not Apologize. They will not. Because yeah. Zach and I together are skinny business, and Jess and Jason had a stage show called I Will Not Apologize. So. Perfect. Anyway, that's how you might know me. I love it. That, that was, in fact, a monologue. I was also in a bunch of commercials <laughs> in the mid-2000s <laughs> for um, Bagelfuls. Comcast. I don't even know what bagel are. You would if you lived in Georgia, where my parents live, and saw it a lot. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Nice. Anyway. Um, I love it. Um, <laughs> no, that's good. So, it's out. How long have you been doing improv then? Um, Cause, cause my first was, improv insane. show was my senior year of high school. Okay. And that was, I've been sort of obsessively watching Whose Line Is It Anyway? And then um, they decided there was going to be a comedy sports competition in our county, in outside of Atlanta, Georgia, Gwinnett County. And um, so our high school quickly put a team together, even though none of us had ever done it. But I had watched so much of it that yeah. I literally was like, yes, you know, and it like it was the first time I felt like, oh, I belong right here. This is perfect for me. Yeah. And then I, so from that, I took those lessons and I went and studied dramatic theater um, for four years. And then, so yeah, I guess since 19, 
I'm gonna date myself since you don't have to. You could you could just you could just give a year. So okay, then everybody will knows do I'm an math. old lady. Since 1994, that's when I would have done this this competition. Nice. I still like remember scenes. Really? That I From did. that one? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like that's... it was just a, like sort of a breakthrough moment in my life. Yeah, I, th- I feel like uh, you have to remember just maybe not everything, but a little bit from your first improv show because it's an experience. Yeah, definitely. Really um, all right. Well, that so like when I when I first saw you uh, perform, I think it was when you were sitting in with the smokes. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, like I'd probably been doing improv for like eight months and yeah. felt as if I had understood. Uh, everything, uh-huh. about, or not not everything about improv, but I had understood the scene and what type of people are out there, right? Um, and then and then like and then like you showed up uh, and you just like ruined everything for uh- me. <laughs> <laughs> See, but I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's no, it's no, in, a, in the best way um, because because yeah, I, I like uh, watching the players that I had known and seen. Uh, nobody was. As convincing, I feel like as oh, you are. Thank you, um, man. That's that means a lot. No, it's 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 true, and it, it you, no, thank you because you ruined <laughs> you ruined my my life. I was like, I'll be able to do this in three months, uh, but now I have to be convincing too. Like Lennon, <laughs> this is hard. Um, and that and I think that's I'm so like whenever I watch you, uh, I'm really like just impressed in that you. I guess I guess the whole like if I had to say like your thing is effectively inhabiting a character. Oh. If I could summarize it, thanks. And that's and that's a very broad stroke, and what yeah. it, that that kind of, that undercuts uh, things you actually you know, other things you do well. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I see that, and and I kind of want to talk to you a, a, a lot about that today okay. because that's like my my biggest failing. I feel like in a way, <laughs> uh, and it and I, and I feel like um, all in broad sweeping strokes that I make every now and again. I feel like at UCB doesn't necessarily focus on that as much. Um, uh-huh. uh, and so, yeah, I kind of want to talk to you about how you're uh, amazing at being characters. And, Thanks. Yeah. So you're very sweet. No, um, <laughs> that, to me, is really important. So, yeah. um, because if the whole thing is truth and comedy, then we have to believe, ultimately, at, at the most base level, that we're watching reality on stage. And that as insane as whatever the situation that we bestow upon it. I'm getting raped by a panther or, you know, aliens are. are yeah, yeah. Um, that I am reacting. Whoever this person is that I've built for you is reacting in a way that makes sense to whoever they are. So, and then from there, because if I, if I feel like I'm, if I'm watching comedy where there, there's a comment on it, so yeah. like I'm in the, so I'm acting in the scene, but I'm also commenting on how insane it is as an actor. Yeah. It's not, a, it's just not as funny. Yeah. Um, and so if, if I can make it funnier, why not make it funnier? I'm curious. Uh, okay. So I'm curious. Why do you think it's not as funny? Okay. Well, okay. So, you know what? Yeah, it, <laughs> universally, it it's not as funny to me. Yeah. We we are lucky at the UCB in that we have a pretty educated audience. We have um, a lot of times, especially at say the smoke shows or Harold Night, you've got a lot of repeat customers coming back who know what improv is. They also have learned the person, so you're getting laughs. 
<laughs> like Steven is getting laughs because he's Steven. Such a Steven and this move. is a Steven move. Yeah. And um, you know, Wangard is getting laughs because he's Wangard and um <laughs> he always like makes it work somehow. Yeah. You know, and and he also gets laughs just because it's a surprising turn for him. Yeah. Right? So on a say a Friday night soundtrack show or when I, we would do shows for Ruben, which was a Saturday night, yeah. that's largely an audience that's never been to the theater before. They may or may not be wasted. There's uh, maybe not an intimate knowledge of what improv is. So the more um, grounded you can be, the more, you know, like, because you look at a person and you see them and you decide who they are, what they are, like, what they can become. So then they become something else. We're, so we're saying a performer. You a performer. So yeah, like, oh, I think you immediately expect. make judgments when you see yeah. someone come out on okay. stage. And that's one of my favorite things about improv in general is that literally with one shift of a uh, pinky or a groin or a uh, vocal tremor or uh, the way that I pour orange juice, you reset what people believe about who you are. That's interesting. Yeah. And then... You just get to build how this person exists in the world and and how they're funny. And naturally with pattern, you know, if you build it with pattern the way that you're taught to do in UCB, mm-hmm. um, then you can, then that feels real. Yeah. But also if you're, if you're starting from someone that like the, the audience recognizes, oh, that's my grandfather. Oh, that's uh, my nosy s- sister or whatever. Mm. Oh, that's someone else that's not related to me. That's, you know, my deli guy or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's also there's also a world in which you could just do that, like sort of give that character the full like respect that they deserve. Because I feel like sometimes we're going to sell things short or make them bigger than they are to go for the laugh. But if we really ground it and really kind of respect each character mm-hmm. we're going to get super duper laughs we're going to be able to do a scene that lasts longer than two minutes we're going to care about this character you know like it's really important when jason and i do shows the last one we did was an hour and we hadn't done this before but it was just one long scene and you know p- people like tj and dave in new york do this all the time but you really have to Build someone A that you believe in, and A, and B that you really care about yeah. the journey. Because why else am I watching this? You yeah. know, um, yeah. Um, that's that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm, so I'm from trying to process things and decide to, what I mm-hmm. want to go after, which is very similar to my approach to improv. Um, uh, and and I think it's funny because when uh, like like I said, like a. It, before, uh, I was very much, and I still do this, I kind of play the scene from the outside. I'm very much that yeah. person who uh, collects all the information, decides what is happening, mm-hmm. then decides what the next funny thing would be or the next right. whatever. Right. Um, and that's is. okay. Right now? It's not. Linda's Steven, hey, buddy, <laughs> don't be so hard on yourself. Ah, I've heard that before. It's okay <laughs> now for you to do that. Yeah. You have to, like Besser said, you have to do like hundreds of heralds before you can ever really do a herald well yeah it's the same with i mean we this i've heard multiple teachers use this but like you have to learn your scales like your classical music scales before you can really improvise in a jazz song yeah you have to learn jazz you have to study jazz 
before you can just kind of like freewheel it and feel really good about it. So it's important for you to be at this point looking at things and going, is that the right move? Should I have done this? Afterwards, you all sit around and stare at each other and say, if he had just supported that move when I was a frog or if someone else had come out and been a frog with me, then this whole thing would have been different. It would have, you know, and those are, you have to do all of that. Now, after a soundtrack show, we go backstage and we're just like, man, that fucking killed me when you came out as that blah, 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 you know? Um, and we do still say like, oh, we wish the blackout had happened differently or right. uh, I was trying to call this back or whatever. But um, for the most part, we're, you know, there is a point at which you get past that yeah. and you're not so in your head. Yeah. Well, what's, what I, what I think... Um when I like looking at my personal experience in improv, uh, a couple, like two of my favorite shows I've ever had were were very, in a weird way very character based, where I didn't feel like I was uh, thinking about stuff or yeah. whatever. I just had I had a, an idea of what this guy was doing, and it almost felt like in a weird way. And this, I, I don't want to say it because it all sounds flowery and not something I'd like to say. But I did feel like in a weird way, I was a different person yeah. uh, for that. And it, one of them was a mono scene that lasted for forever. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, this is not me thinking about what the next thing is. Uh, it's me inhabiting a character. Yeah. Um, and and uh, I'd love to do that every time. But I genuinely have no idea how to do that. And I'm, I'm curious, is there something that's going on in your mind uh, or like, I don't, it's it's hard to say. Like, what are you thinking? Uh, mm. But but yeah, I mean, you know, in that in that more charactery approach, is there some? Because uh, because like I said, like for me, it's like okay, so we're here. This is my, you know, what's the relationship of this yeah. person? Okay, where? What am I doing? You know, it's yeah. a lot of that. Well, I think it's okay. So a couple things. Yeah. <laughs> when you are doing a herald, you're serving a form. Yeah. Um, a lot of times you're coming out with another person. You feel like you need to let them have their moment or start the scene or whatever. And then you end up just sort of serving that. If you haven't made a choice by the time you have come out on stage, if you haven't made like a physical or vocal choice, like character wise, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, taking care of yourself for the scene. Yeah. Then <laughs> you, um, then you probably will just relax into what is is comfortable for you or something that's really close to who you are. Yeah. So the easiest thing is if you're if you really want to focus on improvising in some sort of a specific character, and they don't have to be broad, they don't have to be like super varied or whatever. Um, you just you have to just make a choice off the top, no matter what it is, and then figure out why these two people are together. You know, you've got to, whoever's come up with the premise, if it's you or if it's them, if you're coming out with the premise, if you're coming out with the initiation, you probably are making a character choice, I would hope. Mm-hmm. If you're not, and you're coming out to support whoever's in the scene with you, then make a character choice off the back line. Something, anything that could have come out of a out of the opening mm-hmm. um, and then figure it out and then improvise you know yeah. what I mean uh, I think the Herald is a little it's 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 a harder form to do character in yeah also too if you set up a character in the first beat and it goes well mm-hmm. you probably are going to want to do that character again as opposed to like a lateral move or yeah um, it's probably going to be a time dash rather than a, you know, uh, 
we were sailors and now we're going to be this, you know? Yeah. Um, one, one, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but one thing I actually I heard that was really interesting about uh, doing heralds and just callbacks in general, uh, and I thought it was smart, and I was like, oh, yeah, i got to change the way you do improv a little bit, is that if you are making a callback, even if it's a good callback, uh, and it's not clear what character you are because you're not playing a range of characters or just having a specific physicality or something like yeah. that. If you have to explain it, it's not going to land. Like it'll, it'll never land. You'll never right. get, if you've you'll been never the same the guy through the, the whole call- show. Yeah. Yeah, you'll yeah, never yeah. get the joy of the callback or the, the way to tie it all right. together or whatever that moment is if you're just like, I'm Steven. Yeah, you I've know? been Steven in every scene. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're one of those improvisers that has like a rolly personality where yeah. literally that serves you so well that you never have to be any other character. Right. And there are those lucky people. I don't feel, I'm not one of those people. Um, I feel very uncomfortable as myself. That's probably why I go into character so quickly. Interesting. Cause I'm not, like, if I had to host a show as myself or do stand up, or the, the the random times I've like told monologues like for Ascat or um, uh, the Jeff Garland show uh, as hosted by Seth Morris, um, I got I was so fucking nervous like <laughs> just because I was like uh, you know just I just it's me like who cares you know what I mean but it's then I but then the minute I'm a character it's like oh, okay. So yeah. easy. So even like after my character show, I would do all of this shit. And then I would afterwards, I'd be like, okay, thanks for, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm so <laughs> nervous as myself. And I was like, I'm going to get out of here. Um, That's funny. Yeah. I, uh, the, the soundtrack is very easy to do character. It's very conducive to that. The music gives you a character from the get go. You're also can be matching if you want with whoever's out there. And everybody that plays with the soundtrack is really good at at doing character. But even if I'm coming out with someone else and I I let the music like tell me kind of how to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And even if I'm not even if I didn't walk out first and I'm not like gonna start the scene, I still have a point of view already. Yeah. I like it. Um, do you, do you have, I mean, do you have, you're saying like you're making a choice. I mean, some of the, some of the obvious things are like just a, a posture or a voice mm-hmm. or, um, I, I mean, is there, is there anything beyond that that you're, you're maybe doing at the top of scenes to? Well, um, to I teach a care. I have taught in the past a character class. Mm-hmm. I just taught one in Toronto. So thank God all of this stuff is in my head right now. <laughs> um, but uh oh for the the improv festival yeah yeah okay cool Uh uh-huh it was super fun yeah i taught a bunch of cool kids from boston and some toronto kids and um yeah we do like we start off with some just like uh sort of you get a word and you are immediately like sort of a group mind thing where you're all in a circle and you're kind of doing sound and movement to find a character so like if I said the word tweed immediately you're thinking of a person already mm-hmm. and so that changes the way that you stand and, and, and the way that your voice is and, and how your hands are and um, we also do um, a multitude of physical things I'll, I have the the um, other students like give them like a physical t- 
tick or a physical choice or like you you know you're you always like swing your elbows when you talk um uh your your shoulders are always hunched uh you have a low wide stance you know and then they sort of walk in the space and then figure out what that means like if this is true about the character then what else is true um so the same sort of tools that you would use in a scene like if this is true about this scene what else is true yeah um i also uh, this is always uh, super weird, but I also have people just talk as themselves and five people in the back line mimic them mm-hmm. because naturally people have ways that they stand. And um, if you just heighten it a little bit, it becomes like a character that you would see on stage. Right. Um, and people don't know that they're doing it, that they're naturally creating patterns, that they're, um, that they're vocal range you know like how like like certain people were super presentational and um, some people swallowed it and some people when they got to bad news like rushed through it Mm -hmm. and started a new sentence like in the same you know what i mean like there's like all sorts of stuff like that and so then i would have each person come out and continue as that person as a real person and that's really (laughs) weird to watch somebody be you yeah um but but it's very useful in recognizing that every person is a character and um we also do catchphrases so we'll get so you know they'll just get like a catchphrase like um i read it in a book or you know like so so the kind of person that would say that like if that's true about them then what else is true and how would they carry themselves and and then putting that in scenes and finding out how to play that character and also serve your scene partners game and all that stuff as well yeah um nice i like that uh there's uh you know i was just i was thinking i think the the thing for me personally is that i feel like when you're coming out and performing the character you're coming Mm -hmm. out and doing a physical you know this is how i walk or stand um yeah, I think I think I think I just had a personal breakthrough. It's that it's like, oh, this guy's trying to perform, trying to show how funny you are, man. Just be funny, just be funny. Yeah, uh, and I feel like that's maybe how I feel about it. Yeah, and that I maybe I'm assuming that my audience feels that way too. That if I come out and I'm like, oh, look at my, I'm walking like this. So, you know, not every character's like that. Right, but, right. But um, maybe in that, maybe it's in that in putting in the effort. I'm, exp- I'm making yourself vulnerable. Whereas if you're kind of just like being funny, Steven, uh, it's easy. It's easier to go like, oh, well, there's a minute. Uh, it's easier well, you to know, kind of dismiss it. You know your patterns. You yeah. know how you're funny. Mm-hmm. You know um, what, I mean, you have go-tos probably. Every person does like things that they know are going to always work as themselves, yeah. right? In a scene. And, um, you know, it's important to learn that early on. I don't know. I mean, also, too, there's so many different, like, um, things to love about improv. So, yeah. like, what is it that, that gets you excited about it? Do you know what I mean? Like, sure. is it the, is it the um, coming together of ideas? Is it the heightening and exploring? Is it, um, is it the uh, taking a, something from a monologue or how you get from the opening to a scene idea? Is it the the intelligence that it takes to, you know, um, for me, it was always being other people. Yeah. So 
That's my favorite. Part. That's my yeah. favorite part. And I'm, I think I, as a person, I'm naturally an observer. I, in a, in a group situation, I will be very, I'll not, I'm not like on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm generally not like bit, Bitsville, USA. I'll, if, especially if it's like a group of people I don't know, I'm very like, I'll I'm just taking it in. Yeah. Um, it drives people that I work with crazy sometimes because <laughs> they have to do all the talking. But, um, but you also, you know, I'm also a fan of like people and characters. And so I also feel like I, I try not, you know, sometimes you get pimped into doing a character and you're like, oh shit, I don't have an Australian accent or I, I, I'm not good. I don't want to do this because it'll be racist. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Um, all your Australian characters are super offensive. <laughs> They're so racist. Did you see that whole run I did list? Um, Stop talking about Outback Steakhouse. Nye, it's not funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, you just, you like, so I just, it's important to me to do it well when I do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I try not to do characters uh, badly. Yeah. That's not always in your control. Sure. But, um, you know, I, I don't want, I'm not, I don't want to make fun of the person. Yeah. I, generally speaking, I want to be the person. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like when I, I see you perform, uh, the, the other thing that, uh, maybe I, I recognize seeing you do a lot is, uh, like just like a small, strong choice. That mm-hmm. informs a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, I, like I've seen I've seen a lot of time. Uh, this is, I wish I had, could remember a specific example of this, but like where you'll just say something and like just take uh, all the all the authority. You'll just be like I'm I am the alpha of the scene or whatever, uh-huh. uh, and just like and it's just what I, you do that or or um, or or I had Alex Berg on the podcast a couple, not too long ago and he said yeah. he, he mentioned something he saw you do a scene. Uh, where somebody said, like, the phone's here, and you asked who it was, and he said, oh, it was, like, Jason or whatever. You're like, you went, ah, Jason, Jason. You got very excited. Yeah. Uh, and, like, that. Like, that's a simple, strong uh, choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's great. Let's just say that. <laughs> strong choices are great. Uh, Honestly. Love them. Uh, I've, I've, been, I've been going through this thing. Uh, I think at Herald Editions are, at UCB are coming up. Yes, they are. Uh, I they, have heard tell. Yeah. Uh, somehow that information has made me the worst improviser I've ever been. Uh, and I just started like not making choices and asking questions. Like, yeah. oh, what's happening? Great. Well, I'm going to bomb this one and yeah. see what happens next year. But, um, uh, but yeah, so, so strong choices. Uh, I had a, I had a specific question on that. There are times, you know, when you're improvising, it always feels like there's a right way to go in your mind, especially when you're a new improviser or yeah. early in your career, it always feels like ah, should have done this mm-hmm. or in the scene. You're like, ah, I'm so happy we did this, but really it's, you're making it up. So it could be anything, you know, ever. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't like your strong choice, unless it completely, I mean, 
this is if you make a strong choice halfway through the scene and you've already established all this awesome shit and it doesn't have anything to do with what's going on in the scene yeah. and it and and all of a sudden we're like oh now we have to deal with how crazy this person is yeah. that's not a, the choice I'm talking about I'm talking yeah. about uh, making a decision at the top and then sticking to it and being like really respectful of whatever that decision is. Yeah. I, because even if you guys have a simple two person scene, that's something you've seen a thousand times, um, like, uh, you know, a first date or something, they're sitting next to each other in a movie theater. If, if you just like make a nervous choice at the top, like, okay, yeah, of course they're nervous, but like what else? Yeah. So make a choice in the first 30 seconds that tells us who this person is really who this person is and I bet it will help you get quicker to the game it will make me want to watch because I'm like oh I've never seen this version of this you mm -hmm. know what I mean um, yeah does that make sense yeah for sure uh, I uh, I heard a Mick, McNapier quote a while ago that was like I like game is I want to see that guy do that thing that that guy does yeah um and it, yeah. and I think that's, I think that's like really smart in a lot, in a, in a lot of ways, because it's like, yeah, when you, like you said, like if you make a strong choice in the middle of the scene, it's like, but this isn't what happens, and this isn't what that guy would do, and yeah. you know, you, like you said, you, you watch even just observing a performer come out on stage before they're doing anything, you, you make assumptions about who they are, and yeah. then, uh, you know, once you make a character choice, you, you have assumptions about who they are, um, and the, this, this thought that I've had, I've been having more and more recently is like people just want to see their expectations played out in improv a little bit mm -hmm. uh, a little ex expectations plus and that like if you do a if you do a, a police scene they mm -hmm. want to hear police jargon they expect yeah. that from you yeah um and if you start talking about uh you know ballet whatever uh that you know that could be an interesting clash of context scene but if you just pull that out of nowhere you're like that's not that guy the police officer doesn't know anything about ballet right maybe his wife makes him go to the ballet and he hates it but the police officer does right. not know anything about ballet um and it's the same thing with like uh character and following that i feel like or mm -hmm. strong choices it's yeah you're fo you follow follow the choices you don't uh suddenly invent them in the middle and then right 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 hope that it plays unless that's the scene yeah. unless the scene is I mean, there's this person all, there's, doesn't make any sense. Unfortunately, in, the, in, in improv conversations, there's always just like a lot of caveats. You're like, well, unless it's like, a, unless, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That that uh, I feel like when I, you talk to, I'm, I'm in a I'm in a 401 class right now. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm repeating it just for fun. And uh, it's interesting because some of the people are going through the first time, and they're asking people ask like, "What's the right thing to do?" Yeah, uh, as if. Uh, there is a, an, a correct answer book yeah. on, on anything in any move yeah. in any situation. And you're like, oh, I, I so I'm so like, and you, you see it in the in the teachers and coaches and all that. They're just like, well, yeah, I guess you could have done that, but you couldn't have done this. And it's yeah. just it's that they do that heavy sigh of, there's no right answers. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> Yeah, I think too, you know, I mean, what makes it exciting to watch different performers is is just that. It's like what is your first instinct about what this move should be? Yeah. You know, like that's why I always love playing with, you know, soundtrack or the smokes or whoever, you know, because and the you know what I did I did I've been playing with those guys for so long. I did it I did a um let's have a ball. It's called the a new ball, I think it was called. Let's have a ball ran for a while in New York, and there's a lot of kick-ass Chicago people, 
and um, Rebecca Drysdale runs it, and she asked me to sit oh, in. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, so I got to do a scene with Rebecca Drysdale, and I'm not a person that usually breaks on stage that's like, you know, you want to stay in character. Yeah. I had never improvised with her before, and she is so fucking funny. And literally, I would throw her what I, you know, what would normally be like a Lennon curveball. And she would do the the most hilarious thing with it, and without like even taking a breath or hesitating, you yeah. know what I mean. And so it was like I was kind of coughing up my worst fears, and she was like, "Yeah, that's what's happening." Yeah. And she, it was just, <laughs> it just felt so good to yeah. not have any idea what she was going to say. It felt kind of like seat of my pants but it was so exciting because you you know when you perform with the same people over and over again um you you do kind of tend to know what's coming but with her I had no idea but I felt so taken care of because she was so confident and uh and then we both got the giggles like I couldn't stop laughing. It was too much. And it was like the audience was with us. They were really, they knew why we were breaking. Right. And they were with us for it. And I tried to just like get back to basics. But anyway, it was, it was just a delight. It was just so fun. Yeah. Um, that, that, uh, that feeling of, of, uh, of being, being surprised is I feel like my favorite thing about improv is, you know, you say, Yours is the characters, and I, I know I have, Coach I have is very much about the two ideas coming together. And mine, oh, oh thank God I have some water. No, <laughs> wait. Uh, my, my thing is always just very much being surprised. Um, and I love I love being surprised by the other person on the stage with me or mm-hmm. the back line or, or even uh, just myself. If, if every now and then I've said a lie, and I was like, oh, I didn't think that was coming out. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that, and the, those are always, for me, the most fun moments. Those are good moments to remember. Where, what was going on in this moment that allowed me to be that free? Yeah. That's uh, good. Uh, and, uh, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, but, yeah, I think, I think following that, that, that surprise is, is really valuable. Yeah. yeah. It's really valuable in improv. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, I'm gonna take a quick take sip, a sip of, water, of water, just so I don't. Just I'm gonna so I do don't, the same. Don't die on the show. <laughs> I just spilled that water on myself. <laughs> um, yeah, and the the other thing too, just uh, surprising the people you play with intentionally. Like you said like a linen curveball. Uh, <laughs> yeah, inten- I think intentionally surprising uh, the people you play with uh, just adds so much mm-hmm. to a show and a scene because people. You know, I guess, I guess it's you could potentially say like, "Oh, you're just being random and crazy." But if you just do something that hey, maybe you don't normally do, like if mm-hmm. I showed up to my team and was like, "Oh, I'm doing a big kind of character thing," yeah, but they'd be like, "What's happening? We're doing something different. We're I'm playing making a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're, yeah. Fun we're going on a ride. Yeah, uh, big, yeah. Big on that. Surprises, big choices. Let's do it. Do it, man. Um, the other thing too, uh, you, you meant real quick. You mentioned on your 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 one woman show. Uh, oh, Jesus, I just forgot the title of it. Oh, it's okay, buddy. Why would no. you ever remember it? It's called She Tried to Be Normal. She Tried to Be Normal. I Because wa- I watched it, and I really liked it. Um, Thank you. And it was... Uh, online? Did you watch it online? I watched it online. Not oh, quite that's terrifying. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, do you not want people to watch it online? For they some can reason? watch it online. Okay. I'm just, it was so much better live. I believe it. From what I've heard. I can tell. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that's the thing about the theater. You know, it's like, oh, you're shooting that show, which, you know, you, whatever show you shoot is always not your best show. Mm. And same, then, same for when uh, when your friends show up. Yes, <laughs> yes. Or your no, parents it wasn't come. Like that. Forget it was about not it. Not only like this. Ugh, it's so terrifying. Well, once <laughs> you know they're in the audience, I just prefer not to know who's there and yeah, just get over yourself and yeah, just play. Um, well, you, you said you said uh, these characters in the sand. I feel like that's also maybe a little bit of a. Uh, not a linen curveball, maybe a linen standby. Is everybody <laughs> has uh, everybody has like a core of like something's going on. Yeah. A little bit of insanity, a sadness, if you will, a sadness or <laughs> some. Yeah, no, nobody's life is going perfect. It feels no. like in your character. <laughs> no, but isn't that the best? Isn't that it really is? Isn't that the funniest no. when you? When someone is in despite everything telling them, just stop. Yeah. They just keep pushing on to yeah. go for whatever it is they believe should be there. Like, years, years have gone by and they're still, like, wearing sequins. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's gone. It's over. This is not the time for this. And yet, here comes Eye of the Tiger. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that um, the I feel I feel like maybe it's that thing of when you can build up a little bit of a character, uh, and especially especially any happy or just you know character that's really confident or going mm-hmm. for it in their ways, uh, and then the seams start to come apart, and you're like, yes. oh, there's something going on here. <laughs> I think that a, a little bit adds to the realness, but too is just like I, th- I think people freak out a little bit, and usually in laughter, but like they're like. Oh, there's so much going on with this person. <laughs> this can't be real. Like it can't be happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to kind of, and I, you know, I don't know if you think of it this way, but like going with that that two layered approach that uh-huh. that um, like I, I think it was I think it was like Damon Lindell Laffa, the guy who did Lost. He said something mm-hmm. like, "Everybody's got a secret." Uh, yeah, and that and that was like I always thought that was really interesting. But that that's like something I see you play out a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like. Oh, there's something else going on here, and it's not great, <laughs> usually. I do like, I do really like the idea also of, like, because I feel like we all kind of live this way, which is we want people to believe that we are a certain thing. Yeah, of course. Um, and then underneath that, it's a mess. You know, I feel like that specifically with women, which is kind of what we were trying to do with BFF, is show how women just really are, because it's not... It, it's not very rarely is it on is it out there for us to swallow mm-hmm. so it's like I just wanted to we just you know that's like I, I don't I know that I'm not alone in that like I have like forgotten to change my tampon and bled under my pants you know what I mean <laughs> been there yeah. been there right Steve <laughs> um and, and and I think we all, but we all kind of like parade around like we have our shit together and we have the right shoes and the right bag and, um, you know, we're making the right choices and whatever. But we literally every day do some insane thing. Like I will give you an example. <laughs> um, this isn't really an insane thing, but it, I got my hair done yesterday. Looks great. Thanks, man. Um, they did my eyebrows. For some reason, I'm a natural blonde, so I'm going darker. Mm-hmm. Um Ever since I played the quirky sister, I've, I've been darker. Yeah. And uh, they did my eyebrows. And it literally, um, 
burnt my eyebrows. <laughs> now, it's a place I've been going forever, and I just, I think um, I'm super sensitive right now. My skin is extra sensitive. Sure. And my eyebrows, like, at the end of last night were, like, blistering and popping. Oh, no. <laughs> now, you wouldn't know that because I've covered them up yeah. with concealer. <laughs> tried really hard to not let you notice. Got your shit together. Yeah. Because I have my shit together, Steve. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I have, like, pussy eyebrows, and that is disgusting. Oh, you know what I mean? Sure. So, every woman, every man, I think, men are much more comfortable with it, though, I think, than women are. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like I'm from a... I feel like my generation of men uh, is mm, different. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe not as comfortable with all that stuff. I, like, I feel like, my, like, I feel like my dad... Uh, like, ah, that guy just doesn't care. <laughs> uh, he just he just doesn't care. But, like, I'm like, ah, you know, I don't want to... Yeah. Uh, well, there's a different, just it's a different, like, presentation of, like, what's important, what you think is together sure, yeah. as well. Like yeah. what? What? Well, how it? How it is that you would seem together? Yeah, know? it's it's funny. I think um, like I feel like I uh, oh ooh, get real. Uh, I, I try to do this a lot as I try to uh, should be I, honest. Should I stuff. lean in? And no, that's good. Talk quieter. <laughs> talk quieter so nobody can, so the microphones can't hear this. Um, I think I think I try to be uh, comedy together. I think that's my thing. Is like oh, I'm busy. I'm working on a lot of stuff. I'm writing. I'm doing shows and all that stuff yeah. it's like that's that's me being comedy together but i think in reality i'm like ah, i want to do more stuff and i want to write actually good stuff and i want yeah. to i want to do a podcast with lennon and i want to write a show and i want you know yeah. like it's like that yeah uh, i think that i think that's my uh putting it together thing so, got it yeah i think it'll always feel it will always feel like that great you think it's gonna <laughs> get better i'm sorry to break this to you but you think it you know what? You get better at dealing with it. Sure. But you always feel like, oh, shit, I should be doing this. I should be having that. I should be, why aren't, or why aren't I doing this? And then I, you know, when, when, when the most important thing to me was like doing a great Herald show, you mm -hmm. know, I mean, that's, I still have the same feeling about that that I have about the most important thing is writing a great pilot. You know what I mean? I have the same, it carries the same sort of weight in my life. Yeah. Um, now I've sort of balanced it out more with like, I have a husband and a family and a home and, you know, people that I want to see and it won't be to the exclusion of that. Right. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it still has the same fear. Yeah. Behind it. Getting that life together. It is a tricky, tricky deal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that that has been a, that has been a theme of my last uh, year and a half since getting really deep getting in Getting your improv. life together. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's not going way too far overboard uh with comedy stuff that's yeah. that's that's been a theme it's, it's like, hard right yeah you're like i like i genuinely i love improv so much i love yeah. it i would just hang out and do it for like eight hours a day which yeah. would be insane but i would do it because it's yeah. so much fun um and and like when you when you start to like not see your friends for months <laughs> from before you're like you're like yeah i've just been doing shows and seeing stuff and like who are you now? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, that, I think that's a, that's been a theme in my life. Uh, but we don't have to dive into you know it because it's crazy. Those people aren't important. They're not, right? They don't Let get it. Let them go. Uh, don't make... It's not like whose line is it anyway. Just keep <laughs> Let them go. <laughs> what was that guy's name? Clive Davis? Clive Owens? Clive Owens? The guy that hosted... Whose line is it anyway? The oh, British, the British ones. I don't know his name. I always watch the American I one. I watched Clive. the British one. And it was good. It just wasn't the same. It just wasn't the same for me. Gonna get into it. Hold on. Sorry. Um, that's fine. Um, I also uh, let's see. Let's 
Da, 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 da. Okay, let's just start talking some other random stuff. Uh, I, I read a little interview about uh, Best Friends Forever. Yeah. Um, which uh, I think I already said. That's just it was such a really good show. Thank uh, you very and, much. And it was, like, when it came on, it, like, instantly felt like it was one of those shows that was totally together. Like, like some, you know, you watch some pilots and you're like, oh, this is like a trial run. Like, they're getting, yeah, they're yeah. Get, they're getting the training. Pilots are tough. Pil- and, of course, there, there's no so reason much to there's establish. A lot to do. Everything feels really clunky. Everything, and yeah. especially even even in, I think even in the execution of a, a decent script is tough in itself too for the yeah. first one. Um, but I, yeah, I watched Best Friends Forever and I was like, oh, this feels real and it feels like a show that has its comedic voice, right? Uh, and I loved it. Um, so yay! So <laughs> sad it's not around. Uh, yeah. Hope you do more stuff. That's we will. Like we are that. working I, on it. I believe in you guys. Uh, we got to support you. It. Um, but I think, uh, but I also read that you guys uh, improvised uh, your, all the, the dialogue of it. Is we that do. You, you That's do. how we write. Yeah. Uh, can, can we talk a little bit Let's, about that? You want to talk you about, about how it works? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, that um, interesting and it clearly worked. Like, if, you, yeah. uh, if, if anybody uh, who's listening right now hasn't seen Best Friends Forever, just go watch an episode or all of them and, <laughs> and see, like, you'll see, because it, it really does feel real and kind of on top of each other and fast and yeah. funny and... Uh, it, it's it's like nothing else. I think part of that, thank you, part of that was the way we wrote it, but also part of it is because we're both improvisers. Mm-hmm. We're both, uh, you know, we have the liberties to kind of change things or run over each other should we need should we need to. Um, so, it, and we do, and we know each other. Like, yeah. I think that's one of the things that's so hard in a pilot is usually you're, it's like seven people that have never worked together. Right. They don't, like, it's two people that are supposed to be husband and wife, and literally they just met each other last week. And I don't care how, like, good of an actor you are. Like, that's tough. That's tough to sort of, like, f- find that rhythm. And Jess mm-hmm. and I already had that because we've been writing together. And um, also, luckily, we have the same vocabulary because we came both came up through the UCB. So we find the same things, generally speaking, funny. Yeah. And, um... We have the same shorthand, and we also don't um, have any sort of like precious moments about like if it's not funny, just like get rid of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's sometimes we'll argue about I think this is funny. Oh, I think this is funny. Or literally like the the phrasing of a sentence. Yeah, you of know course. what I mean. We've all had those like, arguments. <laughs> yeah, too many nosebleeds. No, it should be no nosebleeds. But if I say no nosebleeds on the page, it's funnier. But out loud, it's like no oh. nosebleeds. It, it sounds like, like a yeah okay so stutter. some nosebleeds yeah anyway um we literally had that conversation <laughs> last it. week I've and had, i was like can you so just many. say it i was like will you just say it the way that that i want to hear it and she's like okay fine and she's like i still think mine is better um but yeah anyway so so because we're improvisers and we um i mean for me sitting down in front of a computer just writing is not easy and I've always done it, but I, I didn't ever like it. And so um, I always liked improvising and I always like acting. So we would just, we basically come up with the structure for either the scene or the, the show, depending on w- what we're writing at the time. Um, but basically we have the beats of the scene. We know what needs to happen. We know what the conflict is, right? Gotcha. Yeah. So I just turn on GarageBand and we act out the scene. Yeah. And then... Uh, 
we continued after each one we kind of like oh I liked it when you did this this worked let's get rid of that let's try a different way and then we just re-improvise it we do each scene maybe five or six times and when we were writing with our for ourselves like we had no help um we would then go through listen and uh Jess would hand transcribe everything that we did for the most part yeah unless it was just like a a, a tangent that we weren't going to use um, and then we would go through and circle things that we thought were really funny or ways that we liked to get getting to things. And then we, from there, um, sort of uh, Frankenstein a draft together of the scene and then rewrite from there. Wow. It takes forever. Yeah. It wouldn't work in a full series like that, which is why we had a writing staff. But uh, that it's difficult to translate that to a writing staff. So when we actually had a staff, we had people who transcribed for us. Mm-hmm. But then the it, the turnaround was slower because yeah. then they're typing it. So we would like improvise three different scenes in a row, and then they would go away and transcribe it. We would have to move on and work on something else, and we'd come back and be like, "Oh, I don't remember the scene." Whereas when we were doing it ourselves, it was like immediate. Yeah. We also gave our own recordings and transcriptions to some of our writers, and we're like, "Here, try to write this." And then we, and then we were like, "Oh, we didn't like what, what you picked, or whatever." You know really? what I mean? Like, it's a tough, it's tough. So then yeah. we found what we found was our best version of this, which we're gonna keep keep honing it. Um, was we would ask them to write it first, like a first draft, mm-hmm. and then we would improvise on top of that. Yeah. That seems like a, an easier way to yeah. potentially do it. And so then some of their great jokes would stay and some of the, the things that we, you know, but it's so hard when you're like playing a character named yourself and uh, you want it to feel like it would really come out of your mouth. Yeah. It's not like I'm trying to make some other writers writing work for me, Yeah, which, you know, I've had to do my whole career. This is like a whole different thing. I'm like, oh, I would never say that. I would never say the word bloodsucker. Yeah. So. Doesn't even sound right coming out of yeah, your mouth. Yeah, it sounds like, weird. It's you? like, what is I saw an Australian, right? This isn't your game. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, so it's, it was a, you know, it's a difficult, it's not easy. It's difficult. But I feel like what it did give us at the end of the day was a script that like, when you read it was like two best friends it's like yeah. people that have known each other for a long time and then in performance allowed us uh to cut stuff or you know uh overlap or do all that stuff that you do with when you're really talking to somebody yeah um can they just can they just give you a, a curb show like a curb your enthusiasm like show and you just be best friends for seriously forever like can we just do that because <laughs> i think that it's not i mean it sounds like in a way that's what your guys are doing a lot and that's yeah. like, just Improvising, picking the best stuff, and making it a thing. I'm, I'm, I'm for that. Do okay. you know somebody that could just do that for me? I don't want to say yes outright. Okay. But I'm gonna do everything. Write it down I can. on a paper. Okay. Slip it under the door. Um. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? Um. Oh, the other thing is because people felt like it was improvised because we wrote it at, through improv. Mm. Um. When we got on the set, people would improvise Mm -hmm. or in an audition or whatever. And we were like, no, man, say the words we wrote. (laughs) Because we worked really hard on them. That's funny. You know, we worked like really, really hard to get exactly what we needed. There's there's really no extra 
riffraff, right? Yeah. And now you're like changing the words. Yeah. Don't don't fucking do that. It's weird. I think that kind of goes back in a weird way to that. There's not enough respect out there for improv, <laughs> and I, I really think that's true. Is like even even in that own community, or even in the circles of people who know what improv is and do yeah. it and stuff, they're like, oh, well, like you you know you do you, you did this through improv, so we can just I can just make up whatever. And like oh, I kind of had a process, and I kind of I kind of meant it, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. It, <laughs> I don't know. I think I I, I just want everybody to respect stop asking it. me what improv is. <laughs> oh man, it's a hard thing to explain. It is. Uh, it's just like, like, uh, it's sort of like Saturday Night Live, but if they made it up and like, but different and I don't know. I always say it's like, whose line is it anyway, but longer. Yeah. That's, that's probably easiest. <laughs> There's no games. It's just like, we're making up a one act play on the spot. I just wanna, it's I just wanna, really funny. I just got to get like a, a printed business card and I can just hand it to him and be like, you, if you want, here. if you want more information, there's a URL at the bottom. Yeah. Take a class. You don't whatever. have that problem here though. Here? In Los Angeles, mm, where we are right now, every now and again, but not uh, not as much. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. It's every time I talk to like a normal person who's got like a real job, <laughs> yeah. right? I don't understand. <laughs> um, all right, I want. All right, so I got I got some user submitted questions. They're oh, really, good. really? People yeah. responded to your Tumblr post? Totally. Ooh, somebody's got a Google alert for their name. Uh, <laughs> not a Google alert, just a Tumblr search. Okay, same thing. <laughs> That's uh, I had to stop alert. Google. Uh, searching myself because it just it doesn't no it's just dangerous it's just there's always one person that calls you weird looking and then that's all you think about for the rest of your life ah that one person the incomparable so and so and the weird looking Lennon Parham terrible um, actually, wait, I have a question. IMDb Trivia says you're named after John Lennon. That's that wrong. And I emailed them about it. Okay, yeah, because it's like the first thing that shows up on IMDb. If you look, I emailed that's them. like bolded. And I'm like, really? That's interesting. I emailed them and I said, that's not true. And I said, and I know it because I'm this person. <laughs> I know <laughs> That's funny. Now, uh, the short story is my dad loves the Beatles. Okay. But they say, my parents... My mother has no attachment to the Beatles. They just really liked... They had picked out my middle name, Kathleen, mm. and they really liked the, the name Lennon. Mm. If I was going to be a boy, it would have been Billy. Anyway, Billy Lennon, Kathleen, Kathleen Park. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Kathleen. What, and it would have been um, a whole other set of yeah. issues coming up on Best Friends Forever. That's right. <laughs> but, I mean, I do have posters of the Fab Four in my basement. I do know, like, all the lyrics to, like, most of their songs, yeah. including Maxwell Silverhammer and... Some of their lesser-known hits, and yeah. so uh, I've just it been was getting maybe into, influenced. I've been I've been playing a lot on my, my iTunes recently. Is Oh Yoko? I was like, I'm a fan of that one. I like oh. that. Yeah, it's a weird one, but it works for me. All right, um, it's fine. <laughs> All right, so uh, a video share asked this question: uh, Do you have to be a good actor to be a good improviser? Um, that's a good question. Good job, video share. It's probably it's probably in your best interest to. Do your best version of acting. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessary, though. Um, no. Okay. It can, it can help. It can only it's help. In, it's important to me. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not necessarily important to everyone. Mm-hmm. I push it on my students when I was teaching. I think it's. I think it's an important thing. I don't think it's necessary, though. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay. Uh, Dr. French. Actually, you know what? A bunch of people just said stuff like, 
you and Jason Manzukas are awesome. Oh. <laughs> uh, and, and then, are like, they coming to see our show tonight? I hope so. This isn't going to be posted tonight. It's not going to be posted tonight. But I, I, uh, there's, if you, well, if you have that Tumblr thing, I'm sure you saw, saw Downright Upright posted there. See. You got to go to the show. And they're absolutely I love right. Whoever that person is. Sean London, good guy. Love Sean London. Oh, he's going to be so happy. <laughs> I'm gonna, in fact, I think I'm going to take the time to just send him just that little part. He of wrote this. like a really good article about our one of our shows. Yeah. Um, that made me really happy. Good. He's a good dude. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of them were just, uh, you, you and Manzikers are the best. That's very uh, sweet. But uh, some Dr. Friendship, Josh McDowell asked, uh, what uh, What do you guys do for warm-ups, or do you do anything? And, no, we no? don't warm up. We just talk. We just talk backstage and catch up. Just get into it. Right yeah. before I go on stage, uh, we hit each other on the back. We say, I got your back. And then I generally jump around Yeah. just to like get the blood flowing. And then he always does the talking because, as we've established, I'm weird um, <laughs> with being myself. And he loves being himself. Um, and then afterwards, he wants to talk about the show and stuff with the audience. And I'm always like, "Let's can we just leave now? Can we just get <laughs> off the stage? They liked it. Let's leave. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, sometimes. They liked it. Let's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um <laughs> Different, different, uh, you know, different, I, we generally don't, I, I generally don't warm up anymore, but, but I have in the past done like little warm ups mm-hmm. um, with like Len and Jen, the show that I did in Toronto with, uh, with one of my best friends from Atlanta, um, who's also an improviser. We did like a little warm up backstage, just kind of like getting on the same page and checking in. Yeah. Um, and it was, li- it was like a word association thing sure physical mirror like very simple yeah i'm trying to decide if uh me not wanting to warm up as much these days uh is laziness or i feel like i'm i feel like there's a little bit of an artificial thing that comes with uh comes i feel like comes with me on the stage if after warming up oh really yeah i don't know and maybe maybe that's just a good excuse for me to be lazy um but yeah, I do. I do feel like I. You feel I, more artificial when you warm up mm-hmm, when you go onto stage. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like I'm bringing a lot of energy that ne- isn't necessarily there. Like there's one that having energy in a show is something I, I like to do, but mm-hmm. uh, but it just feels like I'm very like ah. But after warming up, like right, oh, right, right. Like, I feel I feel very uh, maybe presentational and like I'm trying to put. Okay, a yeah, you uh, are though. Uh, yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> it just feels false. I don't know. In the scenes. In the scenes. I'm I get not, it. No, I get it. I'm just so lazy, Lennon. Maybe you <laughs> should. Maybe when. Because you have to warm up, right? Your groups are going to warm up. Yeah, most of them. Or some of them. Maybe you should think about how you, how you per- personally warm up. Yeah. Like how you're sort of swap. I've said swallow now twice in this interview. How you're swallowing it. <laughs> Well, like, I feel like, I feel like we do a lot of, I do goofy warm-ups a lot, like yeah, a, lot, yeah. a lot of BC rap. Uh, and for me, I like, I get very silly with, like, if we're, if we're doing like a BC rap, I'm yeah. very silly with it. And I'm like, ah, like, I love, I love doing we that. We did one, uh, Ruben Williams used to do warm-ups before their shows in, in, uh, in New York. And, um, we used to do one I really liked, which was like we'd stand in a circle and one person would come in and they would point at someone and they would start a character, do like the first half of a line of a, of 
of something and then uh, you would have to finish it as yeah. that character, not in oh, the yeah. scene with it. And then you just do it for every person and then you tag out so everybody gets to go. That always felt really good because it was like a little mini, sort of it felt like little mini scenes or preparation of like thinking on your feet and kind of getting your... Because it's like, it's good to have your body and your physicality warmed up, but you also need to warm up your brain. So yeah. if you're only doing warm-ups that are sort of like Beastie Boys rap or doof, doofus, you know, like, you know, like that's not going to be helpful. Yeah. Um, for everyone should noted that my, my hands were doing awesome things. They were so awesome. That's, <laughs> I just, I assumed that audio, uh, somehow uh, they've been uh, portrayed how awesome they were yeah. via audio. That is fine. Um, all right. Uh, Tiny Truant said, uh, just just tell Lennon that I, I love her. So Tiny Truant loves you. Thank you, Tiny Truant. Um, I love your handle. Nice. Nice. Uh, just lots of love going around. That's a lot. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Two think, questions and then just a bunch of love. No, there was a, there was a bunch Three of things. Three questions. That, there, there are a few questions that I we didn't. talked about. I kind of just didn't, didn't like isn't the right word, but they were like, how are you so awesome? Uh, oh gosh! And it, like there, were, there are a few. That, actually, should I just read all of those? That maybe that I have an answer bit? for that. No. <laughs> no, I don't. No, there are really things like how do you? How are you so awesome? How did you get so awesome? And it's like, <laughs> like well, that's kind of like what we're going to talk about. Like, uh, and it's that's, and I don't. I feel like that would be an like a tough. That'd be a hard question to answer. What what we have covered in the last hour is the answer to that question. Yeah. But if I just said like how are you so awesome, you'd be like, um, get away weird. from me. <laughs> Well, it was a handcrafted summer I spent in, no, Syria. I don't know. It could have been anyway. No. could have been Syria. Um, all right. So I do have, I do have a, I feel like I have two things I do at the end of the show and I'm trying to remember. No, I don't. I just have one. Uh, it's my pearls of wisdom segment. And that is uh, just okay. a, just a, a note or some feedback that you got once that really uh, had an effect on your improv or maybe you're like, oh, this makes sense. This is something that I'm going to carry into my improv career. Maybe something that you still repeat today to students. Mm-hmm. Um, can be a couple things. Can be just a general idea. Maybe when you discovered something. Just gonna keep talking. Keep talking. Can I say? So for me personally, yeah. uh, no, this, this is, is personal. Totally this personal. is not necessarily. Uh, this is this is more. It's like a combo life. Uh, improv thing. I love that performance. Maybe anxiety. My my life improv crossover is big. So part of one thing that part of improv that I love so much is that it um it really calls on you to to just purely be you. Like no judgment. What's the first thing that you think of? Um, what's the purest form of the fucked up thing that is going to come out of your mouth before you judge it, before you think, how is this audience going to take it? How are my peers going to like swallow it? <laughs> um, swallow. All three um, beats of swallow. Good job. Um, because I think um, I heard Amy Poehler. I read an article that that was an interview with her in the New York Times. And at the bottom of it, it said, basically, all comedians um, develop from this deep sense of self-doubt. Sure. And in order to be a successful comedian, you have to 
uh, present yourself as if you have no self-doubt. I am the fucking star of the show. I am the funniest person you've ever seen. All that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a it's a real paradox. Um, so for me, growing up as a Southern lady, um, I had to kind of like get over some politeness issues. Um, I had to get over like, yeah, like it's his turn to, to do this scene, you know, and, and kind of move through that and, um, and take away any self doubt, which is why it took me so long to do my own one woman show because the fear that will anyone think this is funny? You know, I know this guy thinks it's funny and I know this person has always said I'm funny, but like. It's just me for half an hour with things that I've come out of my brain, like purely, will this ever be enough or will it be something that people will want to pay $5 for, you know, and sit sit in the sweaty theater? Um, So one thing that I um, developed with the help of a career coach named Betsy Capes, who's in New York and is awesome, the Capes coaching program. I came up with a thing that I just said to myself every time before I did my one woman show, before I did Ask Cat with people like Rachel Dratch and Amy Poehler and Seth Meyers who were like icons to me and I would get so fucking nervous and, um, but I was like, you belong here. This is where, you know, and that even still happens to me today when I'm about to do, um, a table read with famous people or, you know, um, go in for a big audition or something. And so I just, I came up with my own phrase and everybody can do, you know, you can either take this or leave this. You can come up with your own thing. But what I needed to just remind myself was trust and go. So it was just like kind of clearing the thing. It's all there. You belong here. You deserve this. You're funny enough you're worthy enough, all that stuff, sort of like in one phrase, trust and go. And so I would just say that to myself before I went on stage to do, say, my show. Um, I don't do it now. I probably will do it, you know, if I need it. Um, It's there. Um, But, yeah. Great. I love it. I really love it. Um, I want to – I feel like I'm going to add – Two minutes of silence right after that, so people can just absorb. <laughs> okay, they can just pause it. You don't need uh, to put it in the. Okay, pause now for two minutes. <laughs> okay, welcome back. Um, okay, so yeah, I get, I get. You know what? That, that's about it. Unless you have any more things that you want to say, I want to give you a chance to plug anything that you want people to do, see, whatever. Um, yeah, it's on you. You have the last word. <laughs> um, you can follow me at Lennon Parham yes. on Twitter. Um, and that will be the best way to get updates about what the next thing is I'm working on. I think Jess and I are going to have a Tumblr page soon that you could follow along with where we're just going to post things that we love and, um, what we're working on and maybe re re reblog all the like weird mem mem memes that people do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that make us so happy. (laughs) Um, and I think that's pretty much it. Come see shows at the UCB. It doesn't matter what night or what time. Cool. You're awesome. I love it. Linda, this was Steven, like the best. Pleasure ah. was all mine. No, it wasn't. It was 100% mine. How are you mine. feeling though now? Do now? Do you feel... Uh, I feel are like... Are you still in your head about... Honestly, I'm about to... As soon as I hit the stop record button, I'm going to wipe my brow. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't... 
upset Lennon. There's still a chance from you exiting this interview <laughs> to like your car that I'll mess it up. No, but, how would but you I mess it good. up? I, I've done it before. The parking ended at two. Nobody's gonna tow my car. Oh. It's all good. Good. Okay, good. All right, man. All right, we did it. We did it. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was amazing. Ah, Lennon is just such a sweet and awesome person and an awesome improviser. And I swear, if you ever get the chance to see her on the lineup for a show, just go out to that show. Pay whatever money they want. Trust me, you'll want to see it. Uh, a few plugs for me. Stix Martin is doing the Manifesto show November 30th, 2012, uh, in case you're listening in the distant future. Uh, that's at 8. Uh, and I think we're up at like the 9 o'clock hour. I don't know. Go to that show. It should be fun. Super fun. Um, also, my sketch group, Dumb Shit Mountain, is doing a sketch show at iOS and December 2nd, uh, 10 p.m. Come out to that that show. Uh, you know, my sketch team, Dumb Shit Mountain, I love that team. And it's we've been doing, like, these killer funny shows. Uh, and you know what? You're missing out if you don't go. I really mean that. You're missing out. Seriously. I know you don't listen to the plugs, but you're missing out. Um, I, uh, I also want to just tell you guys, I just paid my fees to, pay, to keep this podcast online for another year. Uh, the, the fees actually just kind of disappeared from my checking account, but still, uh, it's going to be around for another year. So enjoy, listen, download, listen to old episodes because it's going to be here. Um, I guess, you know what? I guess that's it. Happy improvising, golden age of improv. Be excellent to each other. And you know what? Trust and go. Hi, Sex and the City fans. Megan McKeever here. Check out my podcast, Cosmos and the City, where I'll be watching through the entire series of Sex and the City with a slew of fabulous guests. Each week, we'll be talking through everything from who wore what and why to the hottie of the week. So grab a drink and join me on my journey. Thanks, and be sure to subscribe to Cosmos and the City in iTunes or your favorite podcasting app.